When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. So hey, when was the last time you slept like a rock and woke up fresh and full of energy on your own without any alarm or disruptions? For me, uh, when I was about six years old, (laughs) yeah, getting enough good quality sleep seems impossible for many and raises a lot of questions. Like, number one, can you skip sleep before an important event? When you have to cram for an exam or get ready for a work meeting, pulling an all-nighter to get things done might seem like a good idea. But one 2015 study showed that your brain really needs rest before a big event because the information you get during the day goes from your short-term to long-term memory during sleep. So, if you want to ace that exam or speech, don't push yourself to the limit by staying awake all night. Number 2. What does a sleepless night do to your body? Even if you don't have to memorize or cram anything, one sleepless night can affect you in more serious ways than you'd think. After 24 hours of staying awake, a person usually experiences reality distortion, irritability, anxiety, and confusion. Huh? If the time without sleep goes up to 48 hours, then it can cause visual hallucinations and cognitive problems. And in the rare event that someone doesn't sleep for three whole days, they can experience sensory and auditory hallucinations. What's more, sleep deprivation can lead to a phenomenon called microsleep, which is a brief, up to 30 seconds, lapse in consciousness that most sufferers aren't even aware of. 3. Can you bank sleep? Actually, yes, you can. And it's a good idea because it softens the symptoms of sleep deprivation. All you have to do is sleep more the day before you know you won't be able to get that much shut-eye. A 2009 study led by Dr. Tracy L. Rupp showed that those who got some sleep in advance did better on tests measuring their concentration and reaction time than those who didn't. So, calculate how many hours of sleep you'll miss out on, divide it into several days leading up to the event if you have to, and add extra hours each time before the sleepless night. Number 4. Can you catch up on sleep? (laughs) Who doesn't like to sleep in on the weekend, right? Well, looks like it's actually a good idea to compensate for the lack of sleep during the week, but only if you do it occasionally. Otherwise, you put yourself at risk of gaining weight, at least based on the results of a 2019 study at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Those researchers found people who consistently sleep in on their days off, snacked more at night, and experienced some health problems due to packing on the pounds. So yeah, try to be consistent with your sleep schedule, even on the weekends. Number 5. Can too much sleep be a bad thing? Well, so far I've only talked about lack of sleep. Let's head over to the other side of the extreme. 
Too much sleep has been linked to an increased risk of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. But what's really scary is the one 2018 study from the Journal of the American Heart Association, which suggests sleeping for 9 hours carries a 14% higher risk of death, while it's 30% higher with 10-hour sleep. Sounds like we should all just stick to 8 hours, huh? 6. What if you can't sleep at night? I'm not talking about insomnia here. This is for people who, say, work third shift and literally can't go to bed at night. Well, of course, you end up sleeping during the day. But even if you get a whole 8 hours of shut-eye, it's estimated that only 3% of night workers get fully adjusted to such a schedule. The good news is that there are ways to trick your body into releasing melatonin, the hormone that makes us sleepy. First off, spend as much time as possible in a well-lit place during your night shift. Also, avoid that bright morning light when you're heading home by wearing sunglasses. When you finally go to bed after work, shut all the blinds and curtains, put on a sleeping mask, and make use of earplugs. You want total darkness and silence for good quality sleep. Number 7. Why do you feel so tired after long but disrupted sleep? That's because a long slumber sesh that involved you constantly waking up is pretty much the same as a night with really short sleep. In 2014, researchers from Tel Aviv University had one group of participants sleep for 8 hours but woke them up 4 times for 15 minutes each throughout the night. Those disrupted sleepers ended up having the same decreased productivity and overall fatigue as those who spent only 4 hours in bed undisturbed. Ooh. If something keeps waking you up at night, whether it's trips to the bathroom or your partner snoring, it's best to get the source of the problem figured out. Number 8. Is it bad to eat right before bed? In 2011, Brazilian researchers decided to find out whether the food you eat before bedtime has anything to do with your sleep quality. They concluded that, basically, the heavier the food you eat, the worse you sleep. People who indulged in super-caloric foods needed more time to fall asleep and woke up during the night more often. Plus, most nutritionists and sleep experts agree that it's better to eat the last meal of the day at least 3 hours before dozing off. No more falling into a food coma when you hit the sack. Number 9. Can exercising late at night disrupt your sleep? You want to get up early and bust some exercises, but yeah, who does that? So you try to be diligent and do them in the evening before bed. Good for you, but are you risking a good night's sleep for a rocking figure? Uh Uh-uh, not at all. According to a 2013 poll by the National Sleep Foundation, an overwhelming majority, 83% of people who exercised at any time of the day, including at night, reported sleeping better than those who didn't exercise at all. And 50% of people who worked out regularly stated that they slept even better on days they exercised than when they skipped it entirely. 10. Are midday naps bad for you? Humans are actually biologically designed to take naps in the afternoon. It's a natural part of our circadian rhythm. Unfortunately, our work culture still hasn't made this adjustment, meaning I doubt your boss would be okay with you catching some Z's after lunch. But if you can take a nap in the middle of the day, go for it. Just make sure you do it right. A 20-minute nap gives you a good burst of energy. 
and a 90-minute nap is perfect for reinforcing your memory and improving creativity. However, if you sleep for 30 minutes, it'll just leave you feeling groggy and even more tired because you're going to wake up right in the middle of drifting into deeper stages of sleep. Oh. 11. How can I get over jet lag? Ah, one thing that can really put a damper on your travels. What can you do to prevent jet lag is to get your body ready a few days before departure by sleeping a couple hours earlier than usual if you're heading east and staying awake one or two extra hours if you're going west. During the flight, drink plenty of water and try not to go overboard with foods rich in carbs. And when you finally reach your destination, get into the local rhythm the second you get off the plane, no matter how tempting that hotel bed looks.